Take your Bibles and turn to Malachi chapter number 3, a very familiar passage of Scripture, and I don't want to uh, uh, miss God, and in, in, in I, I try to get a message on thankfulness when I sit in there, but God says to continue with this message that He has placed on our heart, and on my heart, and I want to share it to you. And uh, Malachi chapter number 3 and verse number 6, a very familiar passage of Scripture, like I said, let us stand for the reading of God's Word. I'm glad... I want to thank, I, I texted Brother Gravely yesterday and told him thank you for the uh, honor and the privilege that it is to be able to stand behind this pulpit and to preach God's Word. I don't want to take it lightly, I don't want to take it for granted, but I also want to thank the Lord for this church. This church means a lot to me. I may not be a member here, but I have learned a lot being just in the Bible college and being sitting under Brother Gravely. I've learned a lot, and this church is not like any other Baptist, because I was expecting coming in just being like every other Baptist and shake your hand and be out the door without even saying anything to you, but you have welcomed me with open arms, and I want to thank you for it. But Malachi chapter number 3, verse number 6, it says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Once more it says, for I am the Lord. That's enough to shout about right there. Just, if we just stop there and preach 45 minutes on that, that's enough just to shout, for He is the Lord. I'm glad that Muhammad was not God. I'm glad Buddha's not God. But it says, for I am the Lord. He is the Lord, God Almighty. I have no problem calling Him that. I have no problem bowing my knee to Him, Brother Laddie. I just call Him my Lord and my Savior. But see, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Now, you don't have to turn to it, but I'm going to turn to Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number 8. It says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You can be seated. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I want to come to you in prayer, God. I want to thank you for the good day. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do, God. I pray that you please, God, help the message. God, I pray that you please, God, bring back everything in remembrance, God, that I've studied. God, I pray that you please get honor and get glory for it, Lord God. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen and amen. The message that I want to try to preach to you tonight, the title is An Unchanging God in a Changing World. An Unchanging God in a Changing World. You look around this day and time, and you see a lot of change coming from Washington. You see a lot of change coming, and I'm sad to say, but even from the churches in this day and time. You see a lot of change coming, but I'm glad that we can rest upon an unchanging God. For His Word, it says right here, For I am the Lord, and I change not. We see that the person, we see number one, the person, I am of the Lord. Like I said, that is enough just to shout about on a little while, for He is the Lord God Almighty. Um, there is no taking away from that. You can, like I said, we've had people in, the, in, in Muhammad and Buddha to try to stand up and say that they are God, but they are not. They're still in a tomb. But I'm glad that my Lord and Savior is not in a tomb tonight, but He is on a throne, sitting upon. He is just waiting for that call to come back and to get us to call us home. But He has not changed I, I, in this day and time. You see, like I said, a lot of change. You, and you may even get worried to say, well, man, there's a lot of change going around. But let me encourage you tonight, saints, just because there's a lot of change going on, do not change for this world. Because the second you change for this world, it'll change again. And you'll have to keep up with it just by changing. And I'm glad that we don't serve a God that changes. I'm glad that this verse right here, the day that it was pinned down, is still the same as it is today. For He has not changed. The same God that parted the water for Moses and the children of Israel is the same God, Brother Dye, that I pray to every morning. He he has not changed, and I'm here to tell you that He will not change. But we see the person, and we see the promise. Like I said, I will not change, but we see the purpose. 
We see the purpose in verse number 6. He says, Ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. I'm glad when God made covenants in those day and times, He was not fixing to go back on, Brother Di. There was no change in God's covenant. And I'm glad in this revival, in this three-week revival, if, if God has made promises to you like He has to me to answer some questions that I have, He will not change, Brother Di. He may not give me the answer right now, but I've got the assurance that I will get the answer, and He will not change. But we see that uh, we see the person, the promise, and the purpose. But I want to look at some things that just will not change. We see His beautiful way to heaven will not change. the The path to heaven is simple. The path to heaven is simple. In this day and time, you have a lot of people to try to change the path to heaven but there's just one way. And I'm glad that I grew up in an independent Baptist church where we didn't have to get sprinkled. We didn't have to go and get baptized for it. We got saved. I'm glad we got saved by the blood. There is no other way, and that method's not changing. You say, but I'm just, I'm trying to change the way of salvation. This book, this King James Bible, God's holy word says that it's going to be by the blood through the cross. There is no other way. I'm sick of these other religions trying to make a way and trying to brainwash these people. There is no other way, folks, to get into heaven. But we see that salvation is simple. But we see salvation is straight. Look at Matthew chapter number 7 and verse number 14. Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 14. It says, let me get to Matthew chapter number 14 and chapter 7 verse number 14. Sorry, I turn to Matthew chapter 14. Let me turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 14, it says, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth to life, and few there be that findeth. Let me tell you that it is not only straight, but it is small, brother die. And that's hard to believe that such a simple salvation as, as Christ's salvation is small. You think when, man, when I got saved, I'm like, why wouldn't nobody else want this? I mean, this is just this amazing to be saved. But my Bible says there's few that find it. Most people just don't want it these days and time. They don't, they don't want to chunk their pride. They don't want to get rid of their religion. They don't want to get rid of their, their, worldly, their worldly games. They don't want to get rid of it. But you'll have to get rid of it to be born again. But we see not only the path to heaven will not change, but His beloved handbook will not change. Psalms 119, you don't have to turn there, I'll turn there, but Psalms 119, you all know the verse. Psalms 119 and verse number 89, Psalms 119, verse number 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I'm glad that I have a book that I can stand before you today, that it will not change. Scripture will not change. For this Bible is the thing you says, but the world is falling around falling down around me. What can I do? You can lean on His Word because it will not change for this world. It won't change for anybody. But we see His beloved hand, but we see His, his book. We see the Word is precious. Brother Di, this Word is precious. My Bible is precious. And I love just to sometimes, Brother Di, just take it and hold it to my chest and say, this Word is precious. It has got me through some things that no other man could get me through. They could, they could try to give me some answers on it, try to give me their opinion on it. But then when I read the Word of God, and it gives me the answer to it, Brother Di, there is just no other. This book will not change. 
we see that it is precious, but we see that it is perfect. It is infallible. You cannot, it is an error. You cannot find a problem wrong, wrong with this book. We, uh, you can read a bunch of commentaries, read a bunch of other books, and you may, and our, and our saying in Bible college is to eat a meat, spit out the bones. But I'm glad this book is all meat. You don't have to spit out anything. Now, it may, it, you may not like something in it, but it ain't a change in it. You'll just have to change for this book will change. But we see that it is perfect. But we see that it is piercing. It is piercing. The Bible says that it is a double, is a, uh, the Word of God is a, a double-edged sword. It pierces even the divine asunder, soul, and the spirit. But it is piercing, brother. Brother Laddie, it is piercing. There's some times that I, I thought that I was right. And I just go reading my Bible, and I'm like, no, I'm not right. Because it cut me going in, and it cut me coming out. Let me tell you that it is a piercing Word of God. If you're wrong, don't read this book. And you think you're right? I'm telling you because this book will tell you that you are wrong. There, I'm telling you, this, this book will not change. But we see His Word is, is precious, it's perfect, it's piercing, and it is powerful. I don't know of another book. There is no other book, to be honest. There is no other book that can save you from your sins. There is no other book that can lead you to life. And other books may try to, like I said, you read a commentary, it may try to tell you what it means. But this book will not change. You may say, but there's a lot of change going on around me. But you can rest upon His Word that He will not change. And I'm telling you, this, this revival has... has you, may, you may not have come to the revival and not have been able to get a lot of help out of it. I went out of... Uh, I, I was working today in the warehouse and I was able to play a bunch of messages coming back as far as the revival in the mornings that I wasn't able to be here for. And I'm telling you, I got a lot of help out of it. Just in the warehouse, driving the forklift, putting some things up. And God spoke to me through those messages, Brother That He spoke to me through those messages. But you may have not been able to be here. But there's one thing that God needs to light a fire in all of us, and me too, is maybe some of us have lost our desire for His Word. Maybe some of us have just lost... Maybe some of us have just get too busy that we just don't read it like we should. And I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. There's no preaching to you that I, I need preaching to. Well, I'm guilty of it. Are you here and you've lost your desire to read God's Word? Let me tell you that the saying is so true. Sin will keep you from the Word, but the Word will keep you from sin. Maybe you... And I'm not saying you're living in big open sin. Maybe it's just something that you didn't get right in this three weeks. And tonight, God's giving you another chance to get it right. My friend... It ain't changing. You'll have to change. You may, you may say, oh, I'll just wait another day to see if, if God's Word will change. I'm here to tell you it's not changing. You'll have to be the one to make the move. And we all can sit here and say that we need God to help us in our, in our daily reading. You may get, like I said, you may get busy. and You may not be able to have time to read it. Get up earlier and read it. Get up an hour earlier and read it. Do something because I, I found out and the days that I've got busy and wasn't able to read it, the day just wasn't so sweet. Brother Andrew, the day just wasn't so sweet. But when I get up and I read God's precious word, the day seems just to go by real smooth. And I'm, not, I'm saying that you don't have to read 17, 18, 20 chapters a day. Just get in there and read. But we see that God's word is powerful. But we see lastly, he says, His, his blessed hope will not change. Titus number... Titus chapter 2, verse number 13. Titus 2, chapter number 13. His blessed hope 
will not change. There is nothing that is holding him back from coming back. And let me tell you that he will return with clouds. We was talking about in college last night. about We start in Revelations 2. And it is, it is amazing to, the night we had in college last night to just sit back and on Revelations chapter 4, we done covered the churches and when that, and that great worship day happens, Brother Laddie, the best worship service you'll ever be in, what happened that day? And we was talking about that and, they, and God put this, this thought in my, in my heart and my mind that my blessed hope will not change. I'm coming back regardless. This world may go dimmer and darker by the day and by the second, but he, he is coming back, my friend. We see in Titus chapter 2, Verse number 13, it says, Looking for that blessed hope, our glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, the message ain't changed. He's coming back. If you're lost, you're going to hell. If you're saved, you're going to heaven. And that beautiful, wonderful day, if you are saved, will be caught up with a shout. And the voice of the archangel with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up with the clouds to meet him. In the air. Let me tell you, that day's a coming. That day is approaching, y'all, that we will be called up. It could be tonight. Are you ready to meet the Savior? Are you ready to meet the Savior? His blessed hope will not change. But we see that His blessed hope, we see that it is a glorious return. He will get all the honor and the glory. We'll gather around the throne, Brother Laddie. And I've thought about it many times that I shouldn't even be up there. I'm not worthy to be up there. There's nothing in my works that I could do to be able to get up there. But at seven years old, you know my testimony. At seven years old, God saved me from my sins. At seven years old, He come by my way and He said, Noah, you are lost. You may be a church member. You may have grown up in church. He says, but you are still, regardless, you are still lost and in need of a Savior. And I knew it, Brother Dyer. I knew I could not save myself. About a period of five or six months that I knew that I could not save myself. And I, says, and I asked my parents, and this is not the answer that I wanted, but this is the answer that they gave me. They said, how will I know when I'm under conviction? They said, you'll know. And I hated that answer. I wanted somebody to tell me, it's going to be this day, you'll feel this, and you'll have this. And I said, man, there's just no hope. I said, I'm just not going to be able to get saved. But God has come by my way on a Sunday morning. I can't remember the day. But I sure do remember the change that took place in my life. I remember that conviction. I remember that 100 pound, it felt like a 500 pound weight upon my chest come off that day. And I saw the world at a different perspective because God saved me from that day because it is a glorious return. But it is a guaranteed return. We're seeing John chapter 14. You have to turn there. John 14, 3. It says, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. It's a guaranteed, brother laddie. It's a guarantee. I'm glad that you can take it to the bank and that check won't bounce. I'm telling you that it is a guaranteed return. You may be here, and I, and I said it in Bible college last night. I said we have lost the fear of judgment in our churches. We've lost the fear of judgment. We just think that it's going to be another day, that there's just no hope of Him coming back. My friend, I'm not losing that hope. Because he's coming back. The world may say, well, you're, you're putting your faith in, in something that's not even going to happen. But it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I've got the Scriptures. Like I said, I've got the Word of God to tell me that he's coming back. And I don't need anybody to tell me that he's not. Because if you're going to tell me that he's not, you're a little bit too late. Because I've done read the back of the book. And Brother Laddie, we win. 
we win. We're going to win this war. The devil has a few battles that he'll throw it, throw it your way. But we won the war. He, he knows his, his destiny. He knows he's going to the lake of fire. But I'm telling you that it is a, it is a guaranteed return. Do not take for granted. Now, we may go out of here tonight, but if we don't go out of here tonight, tomorrow could be the day. And you may wake up and say, well, you know what, I just, I just don't want to read my Bible this morning. Just think that, this, that tomorrow could be the day that he comes back. Do you want to be caught unfaithful? Do you want to be caught, oh, Lord, hold on, time out. I wanted to read my Bible. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. No, 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 no. You don't have no chance. As a little kid, I said it before, as a little kid, we always played hide-and-seek. And at my home church, we'd always say, you know, ready or not, here I come. But we'd always jump up and say, I'm not ready. And they would recount and all this and that. But when he says, ready or not, here I come, there ain't no jumping up. Hey, whoa, whoa, Lord, recount. I'm just not ready yet. There ain't no recounting because it is a guaranteed return. But it'll be a glad return. I'm glad that we'll all be gathered around the throne. No more worries, no more pain, no more sin, no more sorrow, no more heartaches, no more death, no more funeral homes. We always go, and uh, there's a, my pastor's a, a dear friend with one of the funeral home directors back in my hometown, and he always goes up and picks with some brother Dye. He says, man, when God comes back, you're going to be out of business. He goes to the hospital, you're all going to be out of business. You ain't going to get no business anymore, because, brother Dye, there'll be no hospitals, there'll be no funeral homes but it'll be a glad reunion day, and there's some saints of God that has passed on that I'm ready to see. There's some family that has passed on that I'm ready to see. But I'm telling you there's a Savior over there on that other side that I have met, but I've never seen him. And I want to look upon his face, and I want him to say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. And I want some crowns. Not we, Like I said, we was talking about it in this Bible college last night. I don't want the crowns for me. I just want to throw something at his feet. I want to be able to participate in heaven and throw something at his feet because if I'm standing there empty-handed, it's going to be such a shame on my part because I should have done more for Christ. And I know at the judgment seat we'll all have regrets, we'll all have, have tears and all, and God will wipe away the tears. But I'm telling you, you, you regret not doing anything for God. We have enough Baptists sitting on a church pew wanting to do nothing Maybe it's time to get up and to do something for the work of God. Maybe it's time to do something that God will have you to do. I don't know, you may be here tonight, and you just may not be saved. I know this salvation has been preached throughout these three weeks, and it's time God told me to preach it again tonight. You may be here lost, and you may not be ready for this return, because let me tell you that this return will not be glad for you if you are lost. It won't be glad for you. But I'm telling you, I won't be here. You won't be able to find me in a hundred miles of here because when God comes back, I'm going with them. I, I know without a shadow of a doubt, and I doubted my salvation when I was younger because I could not remember the day, but and that bothered me tremendously. I said, man, I'm not even saved. And, and, and I, on top of that, some things happened before my current pastor started pastoring the church. We had uh, a I, I would be nice and call him one of the bad apples of the bunch. And I got saved under him. And the devil used that and said, man, you ain't saved. You didn't get, under, you didn't get saved under a, a, a good Bible preacher. And I battled that, and I did. But God gave me assurance. He says, that preacher didn't save you. He said, I saved you. 
And I'm telling you that I got assurance that day that I know that I am truly born again, but it'll be a glad return. But for you, sinner, it won't be so glad because you won't get another chance. You will not. I know the Bible says that, that you will, uh, you'll be able to... Uh, the babies will still be born in that period of time, the tribulation, all of this and that. But if you have heard the gospel, you will not get another chance. And you have rejected it. He says, but how can a loving God send somebody to hell? My friend, you send yourself to hell. You did it to yourself. Please, you have another opportunity tonight. But it, I'm telling you, this right here will not change. You'll get up tomorrow and you'll have something to lean upon. Your family may change. Your, your whole, and I, I pray not, but some churches around here may change. But you've got to make some determined decisions. And during this revival, you probably already have, that I just will not change. Because Brother Chris preached a message about compromising. And I said in my heart, I said, Lord, I'm not compromising by your grace. I know that I'm a candidate for it. And I could fall at any moment. But by God's grace, I'm just not changing. I've seen this world. I've, I've not lived in a, my, my testimonies. I grew up in a, in a God-fearing home. I've not done what this world has done. But I've seen it through the testimonies of other people. There's just nothing for me, Brother Brian. I'm just not interested. You can take your pitch and you can sell it to somebody else because I'm just not buying in it. My, my Lord and Savior is returning, and it will not change. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter. And I, I, you know, I'm a little upset as far as the results. I've gotten over it. But this will not change. Anything, America's changing as we, as we know. But God's Word will not change. I'm glad that we have assurance.